This is the Evergreen Tree. I am your host, Brandon Lee Lewis. Today is January 7th, 2021. We all know what happened yesterday. In case you didn't, the Capitol building was breached right in the middle of the debate for rather if the election that happened in 2020 was legit or not, or whether they followed the Constitution or the Constitution was broken in six states of the Union. Now, I am speaking knowing that my voice may not travel that far, even though I am using a podcast, but nonetheless, I'm speaking anyway, because I feel that this should be heard and it should be brought attention to. The previous episodes, I spoke about the corruption that has gone on in our land and the corrupted nature of the people in general. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I predicted every detail of this, of the moment that happened yesterday. But I did feel in my bones, as everybody else did in this country, that something very bad was going to happen on January 6th. Now, I can hear many of you saying that, well, we did not intend for it to turn out that way, but here is the issue. If you let your emotions get out of control, and you start to fly into fancies of grandeur about what you're going to do about your situation, these things tend to happen. And you forget that when in moments like this, that those moments are chaos. And in moments of chaos, anything can happen. But that's not even the main point that I have here. That's not even the main issue. It is related to that, but it's not the main issue that I'm going to get at here. Let's still skirt around the suburbs of the main issue for a moment, though. Now, you have to please be patient with me. I have to gather my thoughts. I'm moving, moving as fast as I can. Yesterday, we had many who gathered around the Capitol building. And this was after a speech by Donald Trump. President Donald Trump and the motions was running very high afterwards inside of the Capitol building there was a joint session of Congress the session where they were counting the electorate votes and they were going alphabetically state by state confirming and counting each electorate vote and one And when a state was brought up to have their votes being counted, the president of the Senate, in this case, Mike Pence, would ask, are there any objections to these votes being added to the count? And if there was, or if there was not, they will move on. And they did it for the first three states, I believe, or first two states. And then... They came to the state of Arizona, 
And there was an objection. One of the representatives from the House stood up and said that he had an objection. And then, by procedure of the law, Mike Pence asked him, do you have the objection in writing? The representatives go on to say that he did. And then Mike Pence asked, uh, stated by the law that there must be a representative from the House and a Senate sign on the written objection. And he asked, was there a senator present who has lend their signature to the objection. And then Ted Cruz stood up and said that there is. And they stated the objection, which was that they questioned, rather, or they suspect that the state officials in Arizona made up their own laws or their own orders during the election and therefore they broke article 2 of the constitution because state officials are not given the authority to change to change election law only the state legislatures can change election law as as what's said in article 2 of the United States Constitution and in the case of Arizona, the state legislature did not make a law changing the election procedure. And so what happened next was that the Senate went to their own specific chamber and the representatives, the House representatives, stayed in the chamber where they were giving, where they were having the joint session. And then they would debate on, rather, they would accept the objection or reject the objection. Now, in the middle of these debates in these separate chambers, that's when the Capitol building was breached. And in this point of the story, or the recant of the story, I have to ask this question to many of those of you who were Trump supporters who just wanted to waltz into the Capitol building. Are you happy now? Did you get what you want? Did you get what you want? You see, many of you walked in there thinking that you were taking control of the people's house or the people's capital. And you can make an argument to say that you were right. But tactically, in the tactic game, you lost. Because what was going on in the Capitol building at the very time when the Capitol building was breached was actually moving towards your advantage, and you stopped it. As a matter of fact, by you breaching the Capitol building, you actually killed the planned proceedings for that day. There was supposed to be five other objections that would come across the floor in the joint sessions while counting the electorate votes. And when the sessions finally reconvened, after they were interrupted, 
when those objections came across the floor and all of the objections except for the objection for Pennsylvania and we'll get to that later and all of those objections the Senate the senators who had formally affixed their signature to those objections took their signature off and as a result of that, those, those objections did not make it to deliberation. Now, in the case of Pennsylvania, the, senator, the senators remained on the objection, but because of the events that happened earlier, when, when the Senate got to their chamber, it went straight to a vote. There was no debate, and they voted to reject the objection. It was dead in the water. And all of this was because you have many people or a few people. Now, granted, granted, I say this. There were many people who were protesting yesterday who were orderly and understood this. But there was a few dupes out there that walked right into a trap. But because of this, you took the teeth away from the very people who were trying to represent you. Now, granted, you may not like them very much, but still, you must understand in times of battle, when things are going in your favor, especially when you don't even have to move, when you are giving a gift, and in that moment of time, Somebody in the Capitol building, some people, some senators and some representatives was actually fighting your battle. And all you had to do was stay put. And you couldn't even do that. Now I hear some of you saying or some people out there saying that Antifa had a lot to do with this. Now, from talking with some of the people who were there. Antifa and BLM was in, small, was in small numbers. Now, there was no matter here or there whether Antifa was there in small, in small numbers. And I will get to this in this way. It seems to me that in some of the pictures that Antifa was there. And this is one of the tactics of Antifa. Whenever, whenever they have a group of people, such as, they, such as who they think are fascists or carrying on a fascist agenda, in which very well in this situation Antifa could believe that many of the people that assembled in front of the Capitol and behind the Capitol building were fascists. When Antifa perceives that they will try to infiltrate that group of people tried to blend in and then cause mishaps or chaos within that group or cause mayhem in the environment around the group so that the group will be blamed for the mayhem. Now I have a picture here of a, a person, he's dressed in black. And he has the raised fist, and he's sitting in the chair of the president of the Senate. This is in the Senate chamber. You can find this online. But he's wearing all black, has a black scarf on his head. 
He looks to be of a um, uh, an Asian guy, and he is he has the uh, raised fist, which is covered in a black glove. He's doing the Antifa salute. It looks like, and the Antifa salute is the raised fist. You think it came from the uh, from the time when the uh, Black Olympians in the in the in the Olympics when they raised their fist in protest for civil rights. But no, this salute actually came from Antifa during the Spanish, the Spanish Civil War. And the Spanish Civil War happened in the early 20th century. So Antifa and movements like that has been around for a long time. See, the, the Spanish Civil War happened around the 19-teens. That was a long time. So anyway, this gentleman was in the Senate chair with the raised Antifa fist. Now, whether he's Antifa or not, I do not know. You do not know. But it seems to me that the iconic black clothing of Antifa and the raised salute is enough evidence to give suspicion whether Antifa was there. Now, even though Antifa was there or whether or not it was there, it is a moot point. And this is why. Because if Antifa was there and they broke into the Capitol building, those of you who were of the, of the support of trying to find whether whether the Constitution was breached or not, those of you who were there for that, you had no business going into the Capitol building. And if you did not go into the Capitol building and only Antifa and BLM went into the Capitol building, they would have been in there in small numbers and it would have been painfully obvious that it was them who had infiltrated the Capitol building. But since some of you are monkey see, monkey do, you could not help yourself, you waltz right into the Capitol building on some, oh, well, I'm just going to go in here and, 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 and see what's going on. I'll try to participate. Not thinking about the, phys- or not thinking about the mental landscape or the mental battleground that you are operating on, you walked right into a trap. And Tifa led you in there like the Pied Piper and you danced right off in there to their tune. You fell right into the trap. And for that reason, now the Capitol building being breached, that picture is being pinned to you. You are to blame for it. And for that reason, for that reason of the blame or the appearance of the breach of the Capitol building being put on your face, it took the wind out of the sails of the very representatives and senators who were actually trying to fight for your cause in the joint session. Now, if it wasn't Antifa and it was straight from the supporters themselves, notice I'm not saying Trump supporters because many out there were not Trump supporters. And those who were Trump supporters, you had no business being there in the first place. You were just as dangerous because you were worshiping the man and not thinking about what this was really for, which is the preservation of the United States Constitution 
and the preservation of the Republic of the United States of America. But those of you who were there and the supporters who just walked in there, if Antifa was not there and it was the supporters who started this situation, well then, the shoe fits. The blame is placed on you properly and you caused the wind to be taken out of the sails of the very representatives and senators who are there actually trying to preserve the Constitution. You have to remember not all of them was your enemy. Most of them were. Most of them didn't care, but there was a very small select few who actually cared, who were actually fighting. And you didn't even bother to look at C-SPAN before you even waltz up in there. If you would have looked at C-SPAN to see what was going on in there, C-SPAN is a great tool in this situation. It could have been because you are looking right into the chambers of deliberation. And you would have seen that things were actually going in your way, even though it may not have turned out to where uh, Trump would have retained the presidential office, but you would have seen that there were actually somebody in there trying to fight for the Constitution. And maybe, and I will hope you would have, if you had looked at C-SPAN, you would have said, hold on, let's not go in there, because what's, what's happening in there is actually what we want to happen. So you see, you fell for the rope-a-dope. So are you happy now? Now, that's not the only damage. You see, you, you gave gusto to those who want to get rid of the Constitution to press forward in that. After, after Congress had reconvened, you had people like Senator Edward Markey who called for the abolishment of the Electoral College and to implement same-day voter registration. See, it's already happening. And they're doing it on the hills of the Capitol being breached. They're doing it on the hills of some of the people inside of the Capitol building, like this uh, woman who was part of the protesters. She was killed. You see, it's already happening. What's already happening? Well, you gave your republic away. You gave it away. Now they have the Senate. Now they have the House. And very most likely, after the transference of power on, uh, I believe, January 20th, the Democrats will have the president, the presidential office. Now, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. But we all know when one party holds all three offices, crazy things happen, especially when it's the Democrats. And here we are. And now you gave them the excuse to do many of the draconian things that they have spoken about that they wanted to do. You have given them, given them the excuse to do it now because you could not contain yourself. Now, with this, late, with this uh, woman being killed, I saw the video of it. It seemed like somebody in the crowd had a, had a weapon, and it may have been an involuntary discharge. 
It could have been somebody who did not train properly in um, harnessing that weapon, may have tried to pull the weapon out of the holster or in it, something like that or whatever, and the weapon had fired. Or it could be a situation where somebody actually deliberately fired to cause chaos, and they didn't care who they killed. It could have been a, a bad operator inside of that crowd. It very well could have been that as well. But it didn't seem like it was the police to me. I have to look at the video again. I'm not very sure, but the police were, uh, had suppressors on their weapons. I have to look again on it. I'm not very sure. But it didn't sound like it came from the weapons. It didn't sound that it came from the weapons that the policemen had. I have to double check on that. But either here and there, they should not have been in there in the first place. So all of these details are moot points. If you weren't there in the first place, then we would have had all six arguments from each state that had done questionable acts constitutionally, all of those debates would have been heard. But because you decided to waltz up in there and some monkey see, monkey do stuff, that didn't happen. And many of the objections in the big day that was planned out for the fight of the Constitution was kicked in the gut, knocking the wind right out of it. You see, ladies and gentlemen, what happened today, it may seem insignificant, but let me give you a warning. You have put this country in a terrible position. The Republic now is hanging off the edge of a cliff by the tips of his fingers. And I hear many of you debating this, but I would implore you to go over there to Italy, to the area of Rome, and dig up the bones there and pour some water on them. And maybe they would be able to animate themselves for a couple of hours and tell you what happened in Rome during the Roman Civil War period. And contrary to your expectation, they will not go directly to Caesar and how he marched on Rome, but they will begin with a gentleman called Tiberius Glaucus. He was assassinated in the year 133 BC. But that wasn't the big thing. That was that year, 133 BC, was actually the first time in Roman history where there was violence during an election and people were killed. 133 BC. Now you know the story of Caesar and how he marched on Rome and how the Republic fell. Guess what year that happened? 49 BC. That's less than 100 years. In less than a hundred years, when violence happened during an election in the capital of Rome, the Roman Republic was dead. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying here, ladies and gentlemen. This is significant. 
And see, we are living in the modern age and things work a little bit faster. So we may not have that amount of time. We, we may only have 50 years. We, we may only have 25 years. But I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you better get this under control very quick. Otherwise, the republic will be gone and it will be no more. And we'll be left here crying in our ashes, crying in the ashes of the republic. Right now, we have a fire hose that is running at full stream, full power, but nobody is holding the nozzle. It is flapping all over the place. And you see, those who wanted to kill this republic and abolish the Constitution of the United States, this was one of the objectives that they were trying to achieve, which is to get the mob to run around uncontrollably, like a chicken with his head cut off. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. You fell for the trap. Are you happy now? The Republic is now in jeopardy. You have practically given it away. I hope and pray that we can repair what damage that has been done yesterday. You have to be aware of the battlefield in which you fight on. Not everything is a physical battlefield. Many times the battlefield is mental, it's psychological. And even in times of war, when it is very physical, the psychological battlefield is just underneath and is actually, it is actually more important to be aware of the psychological battlefield because it affects the physical battlefield. And you forgot all about that. You thought that you were... You were participating in, in some big change, some heroic struggle. Battle and war and political warfare is messy. This isn't cowboys and Indian, Indians. You're not in your backyard anymore. This is real life. This is high stakes. But it may be too late for you to realize that. I just hope and pray that we're able to turn this thing around. But you shot, you shot the Republic in the foot yesterday. I hope you're happy now. I hope you got what you want. Those of us who are able to keep a sound mind, we must try to repair the damage that this has caused. You see, it's okay to be angry but you cannot let the sun down go on your anger, causing you to do something foolish like what happened yesterday. Well, I can hear somebody say, well, I didn't fire a shot. I didn't steer, steal anything. Yes, I hear that. But you were in there. You were in there. And you interrupted a process that was actually helping you. You talk to any military general and they will call that foolish. That was absolutely foolish. So, I hope you're happy. This is the Evergreen Tree. I am your host, Brandon Lee Lewis. I hope we can save this republic. I hope we can turn this around We'll see, but history is speaking 
is speaking that the chances of that right now are very slim. Rome is saying that. Germany has, is saying that. France is saying that from the French Revolution. England, the list goes on and on and on and on. And here we are going down, going down that dark corridor of the death of a republic. I hope you're happy.